was running back and forth, ups, upstairs, downstairs, trying to get stuff up, and I'm like, I forgot this, I forgot that, and I'm trying to be quiet because I'm recording ambient audio from my porch, and that microphone is so sensitive, you will pick up, like, literally everything. So, <clears throat> let's get some things going. First off, we have a Shades Redemption from Alchemical Dreams. I know, you were one of the reasons why I had to run back upstairs, Mr. So About Them Shades. So there, there's some shades. Why not the Pit Vipers? I didn't get them yet. Trust me, I'm as crying and upset about it as you are. It's another, uh, I almost posted earlier today. You know what, have you ever had a, a, a day or a weekend where you have a combination of like, wow, this is so nice and pleasant. Yet also, every single turn is also a letdown. Yeah, so that is an oh my god no. Currently no shades. I think what I may actually do is I may actually turn that off uh, until I get them in. Uh, King Dinosaur is wearing sunglasses too. Nobody can see him, but he feels damn cool. Because you are cool. You're the coolest guy in the in this in this community. But we have Krista here. Krista, hello. Hope you're doing well. Alchemical Dreams, good to see you too. Wild Bill, hello. Phew. Uh, good to see Wild Bill. And Cat Minecrafter. Cat Minecrafter, by the way, looks absolutely a thousand percent awesome and amazing in her pit vipers. Um, and Thermite is here. Hello, Thermite. Hope you're doing all right. Um... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a disappointment. I was hoping the Pit Vipers would be here by now. But you know what, even yesterday. Like, this is silly. It's a silly thing, but you order stuff and you're like, Ooh, it'll be here Saturday. I'll get to play with it on Saturday. Nope, it didn't arrive in time. It was here Sunday at, like, lunch. Like, man, you know. Let's pour some whiskey, though. And then, and relax. Uh, Bill, if Bill, you're still listening, and I hope you are, you're going to want to listen to this particular episode. I think there'll be some stuff you'll find uh, very cool. Wait a minute. Alchemical, wait a minute. Um, you're saying that you can't wear sunglasses conventionally because glasses. You should talk to Cat Minecrafter. <laughs> uh... I don't particularly love these sunglasses that I'm wearing right now, but they are polarized and they have a fairly good field of vision. Um, but I don't know, there's something about them. They're, they're like a style that's like not stylish or something. I don't know. I just don't like them so much, but I can't bring myself to just throw them away for no reason. So I continue to wear them. You know, I wore them out on the boat and that was fine. By the way, if you noticed, I am wearing a shirt shirt and not some sort of tank top or whatever today. That's because uh, I have some la sunburn and you don't need to see that. <laughs> uh, I have some sunburn uh, down through here. So that was a little bit of an oops. Clip-ons you have are polarized. You gotta wear, you gotta get polarized glasses. You have to. 
Uh, Cat Minecrafter is going on a date later this week, and you're going to a fancy restaurant with a naval officer. And so you're going to wear this silk red dress and your pit vipers and a pair of heels. I don't know what color yet. I can't wait to see the look on his face. I am insanely jealous of this fella because I bet you will look just absolutely incredibly fucking gorgeous. Not just because of the pit vipers, but the pit vipers will help. Because that's like super style. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, Thermite, you're going to miss out on an entire week of stream. Why? Everything okay? You think I look like, you think I look like Zorro? I mean, they're, they're, they're not terrible. Uh, you know, they're, they're fairly lightweight. I just don't, um, I like the style of the other aviators I have. I actually really like my motorcycle sunglasses. My motorcycle sunglasses look really cool. Loving the OOTD. Forgive me for being old or whatever, but what is the OOTD? Order of the day? Is that what that is? Outfit of the day? Oh, okay. Outfit of the day. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Wore this because... After I went boating, I decided to go for some motorcycle rides, and I was like, you know what I don't need is any more sun. And I just decided, you know what, because this sh shirt is now kind of smelly. I was like, I'm just going to wear it for the rest of the evening. <laughs> you got an opportunity for extra work this week, so you're going to be working the entire week. That's good, though. Extra cash, extra work is good. Um, need some distractions in your life at the moment. See, that's good. Black Cat Poppy. Hello, good to see you. Thanks for the thanks for the snake. Every time you hear a motorcycle, you remember squid and apget. I remember squids, but I forget apget. I also like meat crayon. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, is this a knockoff Tommy Bahama shirt? This shirt? No, this is a uh, this is a work shirt. I think made by Pramo. Um, I love the way it fits. It it just it it's not too loose. It's not too tight. They're, these are hard to find. It's hard to find them like this where they don't have like it's it's not like oh heavy heavyweight heavyweight super beefy and you're like. God, I'm dying in this thing. Like, the, the yeah, this has sort of a nice uh, material to it. It's 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 comfortable. It's lightweight. I gotta find more of these. Some of my favorite shirts. This is like this is like my style: tank tops and muscle shirts and work shirts. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, and those denim western shirts. I love those denim western. Shirts. You love silk and linen stuff. I'm going to be honest, though, that uh, those tank tops, whatever, they bought the other day were sort of like silk. And those, um, what are they called? Temp X shirts that I had were very much like silk. They're a rayon poly blend, so they're very thin. They're very thin, super breathable, super comfortable. But because I found those Dr. Skin mesh shirts, I decided to give those all to charity, so I did. Uh, but I also, I really, really like linen 
like a lot. I have these linen shorts that I've been wearing during the summer. Those are my favorite shorts. Absolutely love them. And I was going to get some linen shirts. But I'm like, summer's already half over. Summer's already half over, so I'm not going to buy those this year. Maybe next year. Um, I also love the denim western shirts. I found those Wrangler ones that were on sale. And I wish I had bought more of them because they are just, they're the best. The, the cut is flattering. They're just about the right weight. I love that they're snaps. Spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Love them. I also have a really cool couple of sleeveless, like, uh, vest-style shirts uh, for riding. Oh, see, it was the it was the P that threw me out, Chemical. I, I remember the all the gear all the time. See, that was, I think, maybe that was for me. All the gear all the time. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I... I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit of a dickhead. I do not wear all the protective gear all the time. I occasionally wear linen shirt, uh, linen shorts with, uh, fucking my Adidas breathable boat shoes, uh, a sleeveless t-shirt and a helmet. <laughs> so at least I have the helmet. No, the rest of me would be come squid slash meat crayon, but this one's just too hot. I'm like, I'm not going that far. I know, it's not good. Don't follow my example, kids. But uh, hey, a cheers to all of you out there. Hope your weekend was nice. <clears throat> Helmet, glasses, and uh, gloves. Footwear and the helmet are the most important. Most of the time, I have these really nice boots. Um, but every now and then, if I'm just going out to lunch, honestly, I just wear these fucking flimsy boat shoes. <laughs> uh, but I don't like doing that because it even just feels weird. But I have these boots. I have two pairs of boots. Those cowboy boots that I bought are spectacular. Uh, today was a nice day. I would have worn them. But again, I went out on a boat. Uh, I posted a couple of pictures to that to Twitter and or Instagram. Much thanks to my buddy who has this boat. You know, he goes through all the he goes through all the pain in the ass work. If you don't have a boat, owning a boat's a lot of work and it's extremely expensive and it's kind of a giant pain in the ass. I am not a big, like super knowledgeable boat guy by any stretch of the means. But uh this fella, uh he has everybody on this boat. It's a it's a yacht style boat, it's beautiful. <clears throat> so we went out Floated around in the water, had some cigars, had some drinks, ate like a fucking trash panda. Uh, it was beautiful. Got a little, maybe a little too much sun. I did pretty good. Here's what happened. Okay, Cat Minecrafter, I'm going back to like the silk thing, right? I have these tank top shirts that are like this silk kind of mesh like material. They're awesome. They're UPF 50. So. All the tattoos on my chest and my back are all protected. I don't like getting sun there anyway. It's great. Plus, now I don't have to be slathered in a bunch of slimy sunscreen. So then on this arm, I wear basically like a boogaloo sleeve so that that arm doesn't get any sun. Like, all right, great. So maybe a head wrap slash hat and some sunscreen on my other arm. I'm fine. So I rubbed it on my shoulders. Everything seems to be well and right in the world, right? Except that shirt rubbed off two lines 
of like the sunscreen. So like right here, I don't even know if you can see it. Maybe you can kind of see it. Mm. Right like there, I got burnt. <laughs> you can see it. You can see the burn line. It's the burn line where it rubbed the sunscreen off and then was not covered by the shirt and not where the sunscreen hadn't been wiped off. So I have like these two red burn hoops. <laughs> Silly. So looking stupid. <laughs> That's a summer sheen. Is that what they call it in the so they call that in the land of Yelm? That's a summer sheen. Yeah, brain protected, right? I mean The thing is if you crash on that, like you want to be inside the crash bars anyway. So yeah, you gotta watch your arms and shoulders and all the rest of that, but protect your head, protect your eyes. I sort of feel like hands and feet. Uh, but most of the time, like when the weather is conducive, like if it was like that a little bit more like it was today, I actually have a fairly good leather jacket that I wear. And my preferred pants or jeans, honestly. Uh, scramble for that, scramble for that up here in between raindrops. Yeah, I got a little roasty roasty. And so between that and riding a motorcycle, I was a little bit fried. Uh, it was a little bit, a little bit fucking toasted. But I hope the rest of your weekends were going well. Oh, and then, um, remember those chase lounges that I got? So the one, I have it nice and cleaned off. It's in my garage. I lay down in there, had a fan on in my garage. Realized, you know what? I have one more cigar. I should probably just finish it. So, uh, I laid on that in the garage, had this last cigar and just stared at the sky, and uh, I eventually fell asleep and took a nice 72-minute nap. Which I probably should have just slept the whole 90 minutes, but then I woke up and I was like, okay, now I'm awake and I'm hungry. I should probably go eat. I don't know if it's Nog hide or real leather. It's hard to tell. Camp Minecrafter needs to pick out the shoes she's going out with this boy tomorrow. Well, I, I tell you what, Wear, uh, wear biker engine, wear engineer's boots. Totally confused this dude. Red, you know, form-fitting, really nice red silk dress. And then pit vipers and motorcycle boots. Be like, man, this looks wild. The dress is too short and he's so cute. Well, uh... I mean, I guess that's a better reason, even better reason to wear the, the boots. <laughs> and he's an officer in the... So this isn't... Wait, I was going to say an officer in the gentleman. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Because uh, that's the other way around. So... She's an officer in the... Well, either way, have great luck and great fun on your date. Um... Personally, I still think the engineer's boots. You should wear the engineer's boots. Um, <clears throat> when these boots that I currently have fall apart, I think those are going to be my next uh, pair of boots. But I, I really like these cowboy boots, but I, I, I want to just get that toe protector for the one for the one boot. Oh my god, you have cowboy boots? Sold. Done. Then wear the cowboy boots. 
cowboy boots. Done. Done. Especially with the pit vipers. <laughs> but I, I want to get a toe protector for those because uh, I just really like the way. Or maybe, I'm, maybe I should just be like, yeah, fuck it. Just, no, but they like they look really good. And anyway, if you want to DM me a picture of those, uh, I can show the rest of the folks what they look like. So I had someone recently say, slash ask. I want to paraphrase this a little bit. You know, I don't like to give out a lot of names. They're like, those cigars though, they're, they're just dirty and yucky. It's just a big cigarette. Like, why do you guys even treat them like it's a luxury thing? And I was like, Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Bill, blow a big Maduro on their face and tell them to go fuck themselves. Bill, don't overchange, baby. Don't overchange. That's, that's not what I said. I, maybe I should have. But what I went on to was just to explain the difference in between, A, the way that the tobacco is cut and grown and cured and all the rest of that stuff. And what I thought was funny is that I recently got a magazine. So there's a magazine called Primings. And Primings is put out by a cigar company that basically, uh, without advertising various cigars talks about things in the cigar industry along with some information pairings things that are going on this and that and the other it's actually a really nice little magazine and um the, this last one that came in um this last one that came in had an article in the back it's like the last thing in there and the name of that article is Five things you need to know about making cigars. And this is an article by Jared Gulick and appears in the volume two, summer 2021, uh, primings. And so I'm going to read this out loud because for some of you who might not know a lot about that, or honestly, who might go, boy, I wonder why the, I wonder why the, the response like that from Bill. Wonder, I wonder what he means. Like, uh, well, we'll read that. I'm going to share it out loud. We're going to read that and narrate it. And uh, maybe some of you will be a little bit surprised, actually, at how much work in production actually does go into a cigar. <clears throat> um, a chemical doesn't like cigars or cigarettes, but he doesn't just, uh, judge others for doing it unless they're blowing smoke in my direction face space. I think this person was more or less just like, they didn't get why people, you know, <laughs> Bill Pearls before swine. The, I think they didn't get why people who enjoy cigars treat it like it's a luxury thing. Because in their mind, they really thought it's basically just the same as a big cigarette. And let's be honest, it isn't so much the, a cigarette in and of itself. I mean... Cigarillo is just a little cigar, but it 
I don't really have a problem with cigarettes in general. What I have a problem with is the general low quality of the tobacco and the product of most cigarettes. That's what I don't like. Most of them are just crap, either air or toaster dried fucking tobacco. They you know, they put a bunch of bullshit in it. Like, if it was a premium, nice tobacco rolled up in a little piece of paper, here's your cigarette. Like, okay, great. And, you know, enjoy. But I hope you really enjoy it and you're not just doing it from, you know, either a, a force of habit, compulsion, or just simple addiction. Black Cat says, I think people should start growing their own tobacco. Yeah, I mean, they used to be a very storied product, right? And, geez, uh, high-quality tobacco, like, you can't just take the... T I mean, if you take tobacco leaves, like, if you just grew your own fresh tobacco leaves, and you just, like, chewed that or whatever on your own, you would get such a massive nicotine dump from that, you would flip the fuck out. <laughs> you... <laughs> What's happening to me? <laughs> oh, you know a lot of people who grew up on tobacco farms around there, right? I mean, that it's a big industry. Black Cat used to foresee a new prohibition. I mean, you could, but the problem is so much of it is all made not here. And yeah, you would have the problem of getting it shipped in and this and that and the other, but I live near Canada. <laughs> so I get it. Uh, it's also why I, it isn't like I stockpile 18 bazillion of them, but I do have a fair amount, you know, st stocked up. A chemical says it doesn't take much nicotine to fuck you up if you don't smoke intake nicotine on a regular basis. And in fact, most people who get sick when they go out for a cigar and then never have one again, because like, oh my God, I felt so sick, whatever. They're unprepared for the amount of nicotine you do get from a cigar, which can be pretty significant. And even that is way down from what you would get if you just had the whole leaf from like the plant. <clears throat> Patrick Curran. Hello, Patrick Curran. How was your weekend? We are just doing a little preamble to a article that I'm going to read from the latest volume of Priming's Magazine, Five Things You Need to Know About Making Cigars. So I'm going to do a little bit of some narration, and that will also give uh, some background into something that I really enjoy, and I hope you will all find it informative and relaxing as we move into a new work week. Uh, Alchemical says, like my friend, let me try his vape once, and it got me lightheaded because it with the nicotine. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing with the vapes, too, right? Like, it's meant to be more like, you take the hit, and that's like... I can't remember the one guy was telling me. He's like, one drag off of that's like two cigarettes. The one, the one he had. He's like, one drag off that's kind of like two cigarettes, and the idea being, you do that, and then he basically puts it away. And, uh, uh one he has is like real discreet, uh... King Dinosaur, fortunately, the first time I smoked a cigar, I had so much alcohol in my system that the cigar smoke was negligible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're super blastoid, it's not going to matter. But we talked about this before. If you do decide to go have a cigar or something like that, and you do think you are getting nicotine sickness, and what nicotine sickness feels like, it's a little bit of a... 
to me, it's like floaty. You get a little shaky. It, you start, it's almost like strung out. He's maybe a little nauseous. Uh, you start to feel pretty not great. Drink some fruit juice. And my first recommendation is some real orange juice. If you can't have that, then maybe either grapefruit juice or apple juice. You want something with high sugar, but not sugar sugar. You want like fruit sugar. Uh, so again, I really recommend an orange juice. So if you're ever going to do a thing where it's like a bachelor party or golf outing or some other thing like that, and you're going to pass around cigars and pass around cigars and Hey, everybody have a cigar, have some orange juice or something like that on hand or some sort of fruit or something, because that will counteract, uh, some of the effect of nicotine and can stave down that nicotine sickness. Uh, Krista says the first time I had a c- cigarette and I inhaled it, didn't cough, get lightheaded or anything. I can't tell if that's a cigarette or cigar, but a smoke, we'll just say a smoke, uh, would blend with your daily living pretty much. You drank wine. That's kind of fruit juice. Yeah, but it, that's true. That's still better than nothing. That still does have sugar, uh, wine mixed with bullet bourbon and beer and some kind of who knows. Jesus, you were going for the. I'd like to feel as hungover and get the worst. I mean, unless you started, unless you added like Moosehead or MD 2020, I don't know if you can get kind of a worse combo. Let me guess. It was super dark red wine too. (sighs) (laughs) Well, I'm not feeling so good. You fell off the wagon big time at your friend's wedding. You are the best man. Open bar. Super dark red wine. Of course, of course it was. Of course. Mmm, I like blackberry brandy. I does anybody know? Like, I want some good brandy and schnapps for when the weather gets colder. Um, and by the way, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I did that uh, recording of the ambience tonight. I'm thinking is possibly perfect. There's a perfect multi-layer cricket, uh, cricket chorus going on outside. Slight breeze. Uh, because it's a Sunday, there shouldn't be as much traffic sounds. But I do have my recorder out there recording. I'm going to try and get a whole hour of that audio. I will release that back as a podcast episode on uh, anchor.fm forward slash cigargoyle. I will uh, probably also, I don't know if I'm going to put that up on YouTube or not, but I might upload it as an, uh, so I have the ability here with this streaming platform and on Twitch to basically upload videos. So I think what I'm going to do is just take a bit of a still picture of the front near my house. And if you see a stream comes up that just says ambience, relax, it's just going to be that. It's just going to be the sound from that video with a still image playing. So um, you can either add that to your favorites, download it, or whatever you want to do. But uh, I'm hoping that turns out well. I'm hoping it's not sensitive enough to hear me from where I am down here. I don't think so. I closed the door down here, so I'm kind of locked in. Uh, Pierre Ferrand? Is that, a, is that a brandy or a schnapps, Bill? Krista says, God, boyfriend complains about the smell of cigarettes. Now I can only imagine what he would say if he started smoking cigars. 
Well, it might actually be better uh, in that sense because honestly, it's a better tobacco and I think the, the smoke has a more rich, pleasant aroma. But the other thing is, like for example, it's about airflow and saturation. So that front room that I have converted into that little mini cigar lounge works almost perfect because you're not sitting in the smoke. Like smoking in your car is like just a perfect way to just get hot boxed and then just reek like the stuff. Um, <laughs> cigarettes smell like Staten Island. Cigars actually smell good. It's true though. The, the after smell of the cigar after I have it in that room, even just a little bit, I'm always like, mm, sm smells. not the mm, sm smells. It smells good. Like it's a nice, rich, earthy, uh, it's just a really good smell. Krista, you know, maybe try it, try a couple cigars. If you need recommendations, whatever, shit, I don't know. I'll send you a couple. Um, we're all locked in chicky baby. In, in, uh, I really just like the pleasant smell of, of uh, a cigar like that. So podcast folks, I hope you've enjoyed just sort of a brief, relaxing intro and discussion to some of these issues. You're going to take a quick break and then when we get back. We're going to dig in and read this article uh, that I hope you will all enjoy. So, one moment. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to give due credit where credit is due. Once again, uh, this is from the uh, latest edition of Primings magazine. Uh, so I did not write this article myself, obviously. Where's the damn cover of this fucking thing? What the hell did I do? What the hell's going on here? Uh, Famous Smoke Shop Primings, Volume 2, Summer 2021. Uh, this article is written by Jared Gulick. Five things you need to know about making cigars. Our affinity for cigars is tied tightly to their history. It's a tradition that goes back many years, and we're not just talking about learning about cigars from your father or grandfather. Handmade cigars, as we know them, are believed to have originated centuries ago in the Mayan Empire. Just how long? Direct evidence from traces of tobacco found on a flask and even artwork depicting a Mayan man smoking dates back as early as 600 AD. Eventually, the Mayan smoking culture found its way to the Taino people in the Caribbean. When the Europeans contacted these tribes in the late 15th century, tobacco followed them home and quickly became a global commodity. It's this rich and lengthy history that makes places like Cuba and the Dominican Republic the heart of tobacco's roots. Today's cigars are still largely made with centuries-old methods. Making cigars has remained relatively unchanged throughout history, partially due to tradition, but also because technology doesn't always lead to a better cigar. <clears throat> Krista says, they do make a mouthwash for dry mouth, don't know if it would help. See, that it, I have something like that, and I even have like these candies, but the problem is like my mouth just eventually flat dries out, dries out, um, especially at night, and, and that's just... Uh, it's rough. I'm trying the best I can, but summertime, I'm like, man, I want more cigars. Thing number one, making cigars the right way takes a long time. 
If you do things the way they're supposed to be done, cigars take a long time to craft. It can take several months to several years to get from stock to shelf with some reaching into a decade and beyond. Let's go over the basic steps. The first step in making a cigar is blending. You can't have a cigar without a recipe. Creating a blend can take years of trial and error from mixing and matching tobaccos. Cigar makers set out to blend with several wrapper, binder, and filler options. Believe it or not, a blender might sense a slight taste variation between tobaccos because of how they've been harvested. It might seem negligible, but that difference might be enough to make him choose one leaf over another. And harvesting is more about making the cigar than growing tobacco. How you harvest the leaf determines a lot about its flavor. There are two primary methods. Stock cutting, harvesting the entire plant so that the leaves are fed by the stock during curing. Or priming, removing a few leaves, usually three at a time from the bottom up. By leaving the upper leaves on the plant longer, they get the most nutrients. Most cigars are the product of priming, but tobaccos like Pennsylvania Broadleaf get their earthier profile from being stock cut. Then you have the air curing and fermentation timeline. Air curing of tobacco takes roughly 50 days. Fermentation takes 90 days and beyond, depending on the desired results. After all that, you've gone almost five months, and yet the tobaccos haven't even been rolled into the cigars yet. The whole process will take years, which we'll explain when we talk about aging. So even right there, just the care and difference in between those... You're, you're, you're not going to have somebody who's doing like that with your run-of-the-mill cigarette at this point. They're not going to take the time to do all of that air curing and fermentation and guys tasting blends. and They're just going to be like, we sweep this off the floor, roll it. Thing number two, old world techniques are better than new technology. Usually. Tour a tobacco farm and you'll see lots of technology that helps them cultivate their crop more efficiently. But the factory floors are virtually unchanged over the past century. What you'll see, rustic chavetas, the knives used to cut the tobacco leaves, a small dish of water, wooden cigar molds, and antique Lieberman tobacco bunching machines. One of the few processes that's become more widely mechanized is... I don't know how to pronounce this. Divining? Uh, you spell it D-E-V-E-I. Divining, sorry. Divining, also called stemming the tobacco leaves. Many of the original stemming machines out of the early 20th century are still in use today. Some workers might use a blade worn on the finger like a ring or even a basic pizza cutter. It's the lack of machine assistance that is the essence of a handmade cigar. Thing number three. It takes roughly 300 people to make a cigar. A cigar roller can make a cigar in seconds with the most experienced among them churning out about 100 to 150 cigars a day. 
Not a bad pace until that order for 20,000 cigars comes in. And that's why most factory floors are filled with bustling rows of rollers, sorters, quality controllers, and more. All working in unison, and with such a high demand, cigar companies employ anywhere from dozens to hundreds of employees each, sometimes even thousands for the biggest brands. And once you factor in the people who grow, ferment, and prep the tobacco, then roll and package the cigar, over 300 hands have lent their skill and experience to make that satisfying cigar you're about to smoke. Let's see, Kent says, <laughs> divining, you, you just tried it all on, that was amazing. Yeah, so the boots worked? Spectacular. I don't know why I kept re I was reading it, divining. This is divining. It's a weird word, because I just, I would have thought it would have been a D-E with a dash. My future is so bright, it's got to wear shades. Either that or I'm hungover. Uh, Monkey Nips, good to see you. Uh, good to see you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Ooh, Cat Minecrafter will treat a picture tomorrow when she curls her hair. Nice. Uh, that was the Shades Redemption. Unfortunately, I don't have, uh, I don't have my Pit Vipers. But we're doing all right. Uh, it was a long day. I've got a lot of sun. I'm a little baked and worn out, but doing okay. So let's continue on with thing number four about making cigars. Tobacco fermentation equals flavor. Fermentation brings the oils and sugars to the leaf's surface, making the tobacco smokable by reducing the nicotine content. The result is a leaf that tastes sweeter and richer in flavor. You can see the effect of fermentation, too. Look at a Maduro wrapper. Maduro, meaning ripe, leaf, has undergone sufficient heat and pressure to have been fermented into a sweet or mellower leaf. And the darker the leaf, the more fermentation it's had. Blenders will experiment with time and intensity of fermentation, but it's usually completed at least twice to rid the tobacco of harsh flavors from ammonia buildup. Oh, you just started smoking cigars? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Great. This is a perfect subject to tune into, and uh, you may want to go back and either listen to the VOD or the podcast episode of this, uh, this goes through basically just why a cigar in particular is a little bit more of a luxury item because of the, the care and the amount of work and time that goes into making them. You know, it, it isn't just a guy runs out to the field, hacks a leaf, and they roll it up and there's a cigar. It actually takes a lot of work. Thing number five, even after the cigars are made, you still won't see them for years. The thing about premium tobacco is that, like fine wine, it tends to get better with age. Chances are that your last cigar aged a few years before they even saw the humidor you pulled it from. The reason for aging, each of the tobacco selections in your cigar have varying oil and sugar contents, flavor characteristics. Some will even burn at different temperatures. The longer they spend intertwined and untouched, the more those tobaccos balance each other out. A cigar blender will often come back to the aging room to keep testing cigars at different intervals until he is satisfied that the flavors have sufficiently balanced. Only then will he sign them off as ready to be enjoyed. Just remember that aging doesn't end when you purchase a cigar, it ends when you smoke it. The process can carry on months or even years in your personal humidor. 
And now that you know what it takes to make your favorite stick, it seems like the perfect time to light one up and fully appreciate the years and hard work it took to arrive in your hands. And that uh, is also why it's important if you have a cigar that you keep it at the proper humidity um, when they dry out those oils and sugars they get they get unbalanced uh, you you want to keep those at a quality uh, uh, you want to keep them <laughs> around 69 percent humidity depending on where you live and depending on other factors but as a general rule that's about the sweet spot and you don't want to leave them more or less exposed out to open air because they will get influenced by other things out in the, you know, in, in the ambient air, uh, wherever you, wherever you're storing them. So keeping them in something that keeps them protected and keeps them at a nice humidity where they're not freezing or they're not super hot. Uh, it's important to the taste. And honestly, for as much as I do like the mellow feeling of some nicotine. I really like the flavor. I really like the taste. Uh, and for me, it's a little bit of a ceremony to sit down, quote unquote, turn it off. You're not in a hurry. Enjoy that smoke. Think about some things. And again, that's, you know, what this, what this whole show is supposed to be kind of about. The taste is what got you into it. Bougie cigars? Well, I mean, they all are, in a sense, bougie. I mean, they were all, I mean, they were luxury just by their very nature, right, Kat? I mean, that's the whole, that stems back to the whole thing at the beginning of this with somebody who was wondering, why do you guys treat them like it's a bougie thing? It's just a big cigarette. It's like, well, yeah, it's really not. Like, it... <clears throat> machine-made, like cigarettes or even some of the machine-made cigars, those leaves just get shredded in a machine, it goes through a hopper, it gets stuffed in a tube, it's machine-made. It's not done by hand. Again, it's not put in an aging room where a guy's testing them and making sure that they're, they're just the right flavor that he wants them. Um, you think the ritual aspect of it is the most important? I only have a cigar if I'm hanging out with some buddies. See, I have them all the time, but I never, I don't ever want to, I don't, I don't ever smoke when I'm like, okay, well, I'll just got to rush and get a quick smoke in. No, it's not a rush thing. If you're going to do it, I want to enjoy it. And that could be cutting the lawn. It could be just sitting down. Maybe I'm reading. Like there's a bunch of activities, but as Larry David famously said, the thing about a man with a cigar is he's not in a rush. And so I make sure that I'm not in a rush. Uh, life is too much of a rush. And so that's one of the few things that I do to settle down and take it easy. So, the cheers to the finer things in life. Whatever you consider them to be. But this is a, uh, this is kind of a neat little... Kind of a neat, neat, nice little um, uh, magazine. Um, you know, they have here too. Uh, you know, if you look at where they come from, uh, <clears throat> top countries by premium cigar exports to the U.S. Uh, Nicaragua, the Dominican Republic, and Honduras are the top, and they're uh, all on the up. 
So, uh, just some information there. Uh, like I say, uh, I know every now and then we'll get people that will stop into this episode and ask a little bit about cigars and want some information. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, it's a thing I've really come to enjoy. Because I, I, I enjoy it, uh, in a lot of cases, almost more than I do drinking at this point. Um, so anyways, that, uh, that's a, a nice little, nice little magazine. Hope you enjoyed that read. I'll probably do some more of these if they come up with some cool, informative little, uh, articles in there. But that's a, uh, I think you can get that little magazine for free too, by the way. You can just go to, I think, uh, look up Primings and just, uh, sign up and they just send it to you. But, um, it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. Um... And so, outside of that, uh, for the rest of the episodes this week, I do have one potential guest. I don't 100% know if that's going to happen, so I'm not going to formally announce it yet or say who it is. Um, (laughs) I have to be honest. I was hoping more of you would be here for the Devouring Steakums episode. (laughs) The, uh, the meat ASMR was pretty great. And I found a newfound love. I, I love those steakums. Oh my God, are those good. $4.99. $4.99, you get a nice pile of meat. Delicious. No, no chewing. Um, but the, yeah, $4.99. Dude, it's a steal, cat. That's what you missed. You missed me devouring a plate of cooked steak. It was a cooked se- You know what? You might want to... <laughs> Bill, I feel like that's a thing to bring up at your Bible study. <laughs> oh my God, those Maltesers. Mmm. <clears throat> Yeah, that'll happen. This guy was going to eat loudly. He was going to eat steakums and chew it into the microphone. And that just happened to be the day that I was here. Bam, it's $4.99 a box. $5. $5. You get a whole delicious... St- now, I ate it and I ate it pretty quickly. I would say watch the beginning of that episode just for the bamboozle. If you don't want to listen to me chewing later on, then you can just stop. But the bamboozle is pretty funny. The beginning of that was pretty intense. Are you asking me what really what's in it? What in the steakums? The beginning you'd laugh. You'd laugh at the beginning. I'm serious though. It was pretty intense. The steakums are just beef. That's it. It's just beef. There is nothing else in it. That's that was part of the thing. I go through and I talk about that on that episode, um, about just having snacks where it's basically just one base ingredient. There isn't really any other bullshit in there. Um, and that's kind of why I was impressed with those and also impressed with them for like being $5. These mall teasers though, they're like, they're kind of like whoppers, but they're maltier. Oh my god. These are so good. 
And they have like flavor. I don't know about the flavored ones. Although this honeycomb sounds good. I love honey. Mmm. All right, well, we're back to food. That's okay, though, because, uh, you know, we're talking about enjoying the finer things in life, like shaved steak and or Maltesers, which is just fine. Um, yeah, really, it's just beef. It's just beef ground to a pulp and put into, it's shaved in a strip. That's it. That's all that's in it. No, it's not made from pink slime and infected vessels. It's just, it's just, a, it's 100, it's, there's a thing right on it. It's USDA certified beef. Yeah, they are. They're so much better than Whoppers. The, the just the the malt and the texture of it and everything is just way better. Mmm. Pineapple putro. But I talk about that on the show about eating the so for four ninety nine I ate that as a snack, and the thing was on the days that I work out, sometimes my eating habits, it's tough. I either can't stop eating, at which point, if I go to a place and I order a whole bunch of food, I will just nonstop eat. Or I get, my stomach feels weird and I can't eat. And then I get hungry later and I want a snack. So if I open a bag of anything, I eat the whole bag. Doesn't matter what it is. Which is also bad. And it doesn't matter even if I have a bowl, it's just too easy to pour it in the bowl and just eat it. Uh... A small reminder before I go to sleep. Coffee pot memories. Uh, yes. The old mouse in the coffee pot. Uh, but eating the steakums is good because, number one, it's just the one box. And it takes, quote, unquote, too much production to just sit there and continue to compulsion eat. Like, you, you have to cook it. And I cooked mine on a foreman grill, so I got rid of a lot of the rest of the excess grease and fat. Fucking perfect. Fucking perfect. It's just beef. Beef and Cajun power sauce. And a little bit of mustard. Mmm. Really, really good. So, yeah, I don't otherwise have anything, uh, uh, at least at the moment wacky set up for the next week. Um, I do have, uh, like I said, later at the end of this month in August, we'll be going out of town. I will be visiting Flexology 101. And uh, outside of that, I do want to still try and do either some streams or some recordings from back up north at Lexington. I just can't believe the, the how fast the summer has raced by in... Even a weekend like this weekend, I feel like Friday flew by like a flash in the pan. Was out on the boat all day. The day just poof. You're like, where the hell did the weekend go? Oh my God. Hmm. Yeah. NH girl's like, oh, thanks for that. Actually enjoyed it. Nice. Oh, pardon me. A nice clean cup of. Clean cup of. A nice cup of clean coffee earlier. Yeah, just don't put mice in there. Or, spi or spider. Just keep your coffee pot clean. Ooh, that reminds me. I should run a, uh, I should run a cycle of white vinegar through mine. I like to do that uh, at least every other week. I try to do that once a week um, to keep the flavor of the coffee uh, just correct. 
You don't want to get that stale, crusty stuff in there. Use a brush. Clean this shit out. So, um, one last thing. I'm talking with somebody right now about resurrecting a project that I was working on. And uh, I don't know if that will be something that I will be able to share or not. But um, obviously, if that comes to fruition and comes to pass, I'll give you guys all a heads up on that. All right, we all got to go see Cat Minecrafter in a dress. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Wow. Holy shit. That's like perfect. Look at that. Pit Vipers, cowboy boots, silk dress. Seriously, that's like a, that's a fucking bombastic outfit. Fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's a good look. That's a real good look. Rocking it. Rocking it. <laughs> no bullshit. That fucking rules. <laughs> See? You got a smoking from King Dinosaur. King Dinosaur is a sex machine rock star. So if you get a smoking compliment from King Dinosaur, I mean, that dude, he's been in bands. He's fucking like... And then you get a... Cool! From Black Cat, which is also saying a lot. And then from Krista. I don't really have a good fake voice from Krista, but she's like, damn girl. That's as best I can do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, fantastic. Let's just hope Naval officer just says, fuck it. Let's go to Vegas. Oh shit. And you have to break his heart. Oh, sad. <laughs> Seriously. What if he does that? What if he's like, let's go to Vegas right now. I'm going to get married. I'm going to quit my job as a naval officer and become a bounty hunter. And then you and I can be bounty hunters in Vegas. You'll lure them in with your stunning good looks and your pit vipers. Actually, that'll be your signature calling card. After you nab them, you'll like put the glasses on. You'll be like, no one escapes the pit viper. You're going to live in a van traveling the country together? Yeah. Picking up skip traces. It's going to fucking rock. I'd watch that show. And then at some point, you'll come across Black Cat's Poppy and King Dinosaur looking for water on water searchers or water hunters or whatever it is. Even though he already found water, so he kind of already broke the show. But, uh... <laughs> You weren't supposed to find the water that fast. You just picked up like a random stick and you're like, oh, water. Done. Show's over, folks. You're all fucking fired. Everybody get out. <laughs> Show's over, folks. I have no sense of suspense. <laughs> There's more water to find. 
But the... <laughs> I mean, he lives near an ocean. All he has to do is travel a short distance and there's... Quote, unquote, all of the water in the world. <laughs> all right, folks. Yeah, I gotta work out some bugs in that script, but you know, <laughs> eh, eh, logistics. <laughs> it's going to do it for this Sunday edition. It was nice, as it always is, to see you guys at the start of a new week and say hello and say hi. And I hope you learned a little bit. A uh, little bit. I hope you learned a little bit about cigars, about what goes into making them. Um, you will be here tomorrow to update us on your date. I want to hear all about it. Well, I don't hear all about it. I might get jealous. I mean, pit viper girls with cowboy boots. It's a, it's a rare slash hot commodity. Uh, but uh, have a great date. Have a great, wonderful night. And all the rest of you have a great, wonderful night. And have a good start to your week. Um, you're very welcome for the read. I was hoping uh, that some folks would find that interesting. Like I say, I hope to do some more of that sometime. But... Uh, that's going to do it for now as we finish up this drink. Good night, babushkas. As we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep it the faith, and all of that good shit. And we will see you again tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern for another Sagagoy Lounge nightcap. Okay. Time go night in sleeps. So, uh, let's raid. Who you want to raid? Who's online? Why is Dan online at this hour? How on earth is he? he it's like four in the morning. It's four in the fucking morning for this guy. All right. Podcast folks, have yourselves a great night. We will see you again soon. Good night.